Ornay's France, February. Winter cast a gray pallor over snow-capped fields as the SUV wound down a narrow country lane. Lucan reclined in the passenger seat, outwardly the picture of perfect nightly composure. Inside, however, naught remained at peace. In the passing of nine miles, he would set his eyes upon his seraph. The weight of her identifying serpentine torque pressed into his palm. Though he kept his hand tucked into his coat pocket, his anxiety seeped out through the clench of his fingers. Would she welcome him? Or would he face the trials Merrick and Farron had when they found their eternal mates? He shifted in his seat, crossed the opposite ankle over his knee. His right hand tapped against the passenger door's armrest. Four days' travel, and he had never known a more indefinite passing of time. Even after centuries of existence, when he had become accustomed to the never-ending setting suns, the short span of time was unbearable. Salvation came with this Chloe Broussard. Escape from the eternal suspicion that plagued his wakefulness. Love, too, might grace his life if the archangel Gabriel paired him appropriately. Though, in truth, Lucan cared little about the sentimental bonds. T'was the tie to brotherhood, the knowledge his fate would remain in the Almighty's hands, that mattered most. All else was naught but fancy, a trifle enjoyment of comfort the Templar cast aside long ago. He breathed deeply to quell the rapid beat of his heart. If they did not arrive soon, he would rather shove open the door and walk. Whilst a foot journey would delay his inevitable meeting further, his mind would not be preoccupied with questions, nor would he suffer this unexplainable hope he could not seem to cast aside. Rest easy, brother. We have but a few more miles. Caradoc shifted behind the wheel. The grimace that crossed his brother's face as his aching bones settled into the leather seat belied his own suffering. For a heartbeat, guilt swamped Lucan. He should not be so eager to embrace healing when those he cared about suffered. As a former commander and the second unto Merrick, Caradoc deserved his soul pairing far more than Lucan. Merrick and Farron each found theirs. Lucan had become convinced Caradoc would follow. But nay, Gabriel came to him, bade him to take Caradoc, enlist Gareth from Europe, and deliver the serpents to Chloe before Azazel could ensnare her. Laughter in the back seat washed away Lucan's brief unease. He glanced over his shoulder to find the younger Gareth grinning broadly. Bah, Caradoc, you expect him to rest easy when he waits to discover whether his mate bears the face of an old crone, or that of an angel's grace. Caradoc shrugged, but the hint of a smile fringed his grim expression. "'Tis not more than a betrothal. We have all been down such paths. Tell me, Gareth, when you were pledged as a lad, did you pause to consider what the maid would look like? Gareth's laughter deepened. "'Nay, she would bear me sons. More comely wenches were made for my pleasure.' The reminder of lives left behind tightened Lucan's chest. Banter that should have lightened his heart only brought bitterness. Scenes of the family he had once known and their violent demise. The maid he would have wed had killed those who shared his blood. 
or rather, the forbidden love she gave to a man Lucan believed capable only of generosity and kindness. She brought that man, the one he had called brother, to an early grave as well. As if Caradoc sensed Lucan's discomfort, he murmured, Leave Enid behind, Lucan. She has no place in this. Lucan nodded long and slow. Enid resided in the grave, next to her beloved. He had thought little of her through the centuries. He would not make the mistake of allowing her to rise from the dead. Yet the irony of circumstance did not escape him. Chloe posed the same risks. She held the same power to bring brothers to blows, to shred ties that ran deeper than blood and destroy families. For he would kill for her, as he had killed to avenge his murdered father.